0: Well, today we're going to talk on the spirits of wisdom and understanding. You know, when I was um, studying for this and preparing, I I looked up the world's wisdom and, and just the way they talked about wisdom and stuff. I, I just I didn't like it. It just it, it 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 bothered me the way the world talked about wisdom. But I I love the way God talks about wisdom. So we're going we're gonna to go through a lot of scriptures today because, uh, uh, listen, the reason why I'm using a lot of scriptures in this is because God's word does not return void to him. Amen. It's going to accomplish what it needs to in our lives. So as we talk it, we declare it today, the word of God, that it, it's going to grow in you and it's going to encourage you and you're going to walk. You're going to have wisdom. You're going to have understanding. Amen. And that's the objective today. Walk in wisdom and understanding. Yesterday, before we, we read, I, I did a memorial service yesterday. Um, for my brother-in-law, he uh, went to be with the Lord three months ago. Right when the COVID thing started, he had a um, a heart attack in his backyard, and and at 56 years old, he's passed away right there in his daughter's arm. And um, so we did the service yesterday, and, and I I'd been talking to my sister for you know all these three months, you know, because I was. Planning to do the service at some point. So when she came, you know, because I, 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 you know, we had been praying, and I, and I do all the family funerals. And, um, you know, it was from my mom, um, my mom, my dad, Delonda's grandma, my grandma, I mean, all the family funerals I do. And, and so Richie's mom, that was my brother in law, his mom had a lot of heart issues. And so she wanted to have a DNR in place, which is a do not resuscitate in place. So she talked to the doctor about it, and the doctor said, you should have a priest or a pastor um, sign this for you as a witness. So she called me. She said, Ron, you're a pastor. Would you, would you come over and sign this DR, DNR for me? I said, I can't sign a DNR for you unless I know where you're going to spend eternity. So yes, I'll come. So I went over to their house and I sat down and I, and I began to share the gospel with her. Well, my brother-in-law, Richie, was there because she lived with him. And he was mocking me. He was bugging me. I finally said, you need to get out of my face. You need to step off. I said, this is between you, me and your mom. And you, you need to just back away and let us have our time. So at the end of me sharing the gospel with her, she said, I said, would you like to give your life to Jesus? She said, absolutely, let's do it. And she gave her life to Jesus that day. And three weeks later, she fell over dead at the breakfast table. She was making the kids lunches for school and she just fell on the floor dead three weeks later. Now at, at the funeral, I said, I said, Rich, I said, where's your mom? And he looked at me and he goes, heaven? I said, absolutely. And through the years of doing all the the family funerals, I know that he's looked up at me to give his life to Jesus. Well, my sister told me that a week week before he passed away, that I had posted on Facebook the sinner's prayer. I had put it up there so that people can make a commitment to Jesus. And she walked into the bedroom one night. And he was laying there on the bed. And he had, it, the, had my, that prayer open. And he was reading it out loud. And she looked at him. She goes, wow, Richie, you said that out loud. And he goes, yeah, well, that's what Ron did with my mom before she died. And, and she goes, yeah, but you're not going to die. And a week later, in the backyard... He had a heart attack and he went to be with Jesus. So I got the opportunity to do his memorial service here yesterday. People sitting all around here, a lot of family. And when it came time yesterday for people to make a commitment to Jesus, all my family did. All my family. It was beautiful, I cried. (laughs) It was a wonderful moment. And what I'm telling you is, you you know, you may be sowing seed, and you may not see what's happening in that seed you're sowing, but I'm telling you that one day there's going to be a harvest. You may not be a part of the harvest like I was yesterday, you know, but you're going to sow seed, and as you're sowing seed, God's going to bring in the harvest. People are going to come to know Jesus, and it's going to be accounted because you sowed seed, amen? You know, like every seed you sow into Africa right now, um, you're sowing seed into the lives of those eight kids, and everybody that. They affect. You're getting credit for, Amen. Your God is, God is responding, and He's hearing our prayers. I've been praying. I wish my mom could have been here yesterday. My mom would have been so broken to see my sister right there, and her two daughters and her two sons right there, and my other sister and her four kids in the back row, all looking up at me to make a commitment to Jesus. It was beautiful. So if you're watching online today and you haven't made that commitment, I pray that you do. All that you have to do is just ask Jesus to come into your life, to forgive you of your sins. Amen. That's the the plan. That's the purpose. That's why we do what we do. Amen. I told him that yesterday. I said, I'm going to talk about Jesus for a bit because that's what I do. So it was a beautiful day. Hallelujah. So today, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And we're going to read. If you want to stand with me, out of Isaiah 11 again, 11 verse 2. I have a few scriptures we're going to read. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. This has been. This is our main scripture in talking about the seven spirits of God. And then Romans 8, verse 11. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the, same, by, the same, by the same Spirit living within you. So, And this is a confirming word of the Lord to each of us that the Spirit who was in Jesus is the same one who is in us when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And then Proverbs 4, verse 5 through 7. Get wisdom, get understanding, don't forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and all you're getting, get understanding. And this is a verse that challenges us to get it. And Father God, as we come together in your word today, I pray that, Lord, we would get it. We would get wisdom, we would get understanding that the Spirit of God inside of each one of us would be stirred up in our hearts and our minds today, God. That, Lord, it'd be supernatural what happens in our life. The wisdom that you impart, the understanding that we walk in, God, it'd be so supernatural, Father. I pray that today that, Lord, you'd stir each one of us today by the power of your Word, by the power of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Remember last week I said Job twenty eight twenty eight. It says, and, he, and to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. You know, as we talked about that last week, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of the spirit of wisdom and understanding, okay? If you don't fear God, you're not going to get there. If you don't fear him, you're you're not going to be submitted to him, amen, or to the spirit, and you won't be submitted to the wisdom that he imparts to you. You have to know in your heart and mind that he's in control of everything. He's in control of everything. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere at once. As Pastor Jesse read so eloquently this morning, you cannot hide from him, amen? And you cannot hide anything from him. Um, Hebrews 4, 13, it says, no one can hide from God. His eyes see everything we do. We must give an answer to God for what we've done. No one. Everybody say, no one. No. No one can hide from God. There's no place you can go. Jesse, that scripture said, you can even make your bed in hell and and you're not going to hide from God. He knows everything. Back in Proverbs, one of the key words I want to pull out of that Proverbs passage today is get. Everybody say get. It, It means as a possession not to be given up. That you get wisdom and understanding and it's something that you possess and you don't give up you hold on to this you take hold of it and it's a part of who you are with the fear of the lord as our base amen how do we get wisdom how do you become wise i mean like i said you can look it up on the internet and the world's way of getting wisdom but how do you get wisdom how do you get the wisdom that comes from god so that you're doing the right thing how do you do that it it's very simple James chapter 1, verse 5. He says, if you do not have wisdom, everybody say it. Ask. 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 Everybody say ask. ask. Ask God for it. He's always ready to give it to you, and he will never say you're wrong for asking. You must have faith as you ask him. You must not doubt as you ask him, anyone who doubts is like a wave which is pushed around by the sea. See, because what he's saying is, you know, ask is the, the key to getting the, the wisdom. And out of our foundation of the fear of the Lord, we can ask for wisdom. But see, when we when we doubt, when we ask, it doubting is a sign that we don't trust. See, when you, when you don't trust, you doubt. And you don't get the understanding that you need. It doesn't come. Confusion comes. Confusion sets in. And you end up doing what you want anyways. See, when you ask for wisdom from God, he will give it to you. Just don't doubt. Amen? Because it's, like I said, it's like I don't trust you. You know, it's like reading the Bible. How many of you read your Bible? It's like reading the Bible and then deciding to not to do what it says. You read it and you're like, no, I don't like that one. <laughs> I mean, I've been around people that have said that. I mean, come on. They're changing the Bible now because they don't like it. They're, they're making it so that, that it fits them. So, but when we live contrary to the Word of God, we're putting ourselves above the Word of God. And, and there's no fear of the Lord in us. See, because when you fear God, you look at the Word and you say, I got to do this. See, and sometimes it, it costs you so much. It's going to cost you a lot because we've, we do things in our life. We set things in motion in our life. And as we've done that, we've set things in motion in our life. we made commitments. And when we make these commitments and then we read the word of God and we say, oh my gosh, I, gotta, I have to change. So you've got to break this commitment that you've made here because it, go, it is contrary to the word of God. See, but if you read it and you say, well, I'm not going to change that, then you're saying, well, you're, you're better, you're smarter, you're wiser than the Word of God. Because the Word of God knows what's, what the score is. He knows what's going to happen. Amen? So we can't put ourselves above the Word. But with the wisdom that comes from the Lord, we need to develop understanding. Now, not understanding to fit our lifestyle but to come into alignment with God and his way of doing things. And and that's, you know, when we were praying the other night, I think it was last Tuesday, Delon and I were on praying, and we really were praying for, break, boy, it's just, uh, the sound is trying to act up today. But we were praying for breakthrough, 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 and we were just seeing that there's just, you know, sometimes to forget the breakthrough, you got to take the sledgehammer and you got to break down the wall that's in your way. Amen. You got to destroy it. And you know, we we were praying that way on Tuesday night, and um, you know, people started you know texting us saying. You know, what are you seeing that needs to be broken down so I can get my breakthrough? You know, you know what you need for your breakthrough. You know what's going on in your life. You know what walls you've put up. You know what things that are there that where you've not allowed God to come. You know things that are, you're not lining up with the word of God. And so it's like, I can't tell you what those things are. You have to decide. You already know because the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit comes to you, he shows you those things. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to say, oh, is there anything in me? I mean, David said, God, if there's anything in me, man, show me, just ask. Really, right? That's what we said, ask. So as we go after how God does things, understanding is birthed in, in us doing these things fleeing from evil. See, that's understanding. See, when we get understanding, we, we stop doing the evil as it's revealed to us. I mean, when you, when you come to the Lord, you get saved, you're forgiven of everything. And usually everything doesn't go away. You know, usually, you know, it's like, when you catch a fish, it's not ready for the frying pan. You have to clean it. You know, sometimes you got, you know, it depends that you catch a bluegill, you got to scale that thing you got to rip the scales off, you know. And sometimes ripping them scales off is a little messy, you know, because, you know, they fly everywhere and they, they, it just makes a mess. And they get all over the place. And, you know, as we're getting cleaned up and getting descaled of the, the things of this world, sometimes it makes a mess in our lives. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's very much a challenge. And then, you know, then the, you gut the fish. And uh, that's when the Lord starts going on the inside. You know, so when I, when I came to the Lord, he scaled me really quick. Because I ran to this altar. I said, I give, take away my smoking, my drinking, my foul mouth. I'm going to serve you. And man, that day he did. He, it's like he scaled the outside. He scaled Liz, everything that people could see. See, he took, then he went to the inside. And he started dealing with the inside of me. And a step-by-step process of healing my marriage, of, of making me a, a man of God. But it is a a process. But it doesn't happen all at once. But it's it's learning to go through the process so that as you gain understanding, you flee from evil. You flee from it. You don't participate in it. You're not a participant. Now, here's the thing. When we have the Spirit of God, we have wisdom. We have understanding. It's it. It's part of the sevenfold spirit of God. So when you have the spirit, you have wisdom, you have understanding, you have the spirit of God in you to stir these things up. It's in you to do the will of the Father and to do what is right. It's already in you. Now let's take a look at a man in the Bible, one of the wisest men that ever lived. Because we can, we can see how the troubles he had. Second Chronicles chapter 1 verse 10 through 12, we're going to talk about Solomon for a bit. It says in verse 10, it says, Now, and this is Solomon talking to God. He says, Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people for who can judge this great people of yours. Then God said to Solomon, Because this was in your heart and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you and I will give you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have who had, were before you nor shall any after you have the like. Solomon was so rich. He was so wealthy. He had so much wisdom and money everybody say ask Ask. that's what he did he asked and god gave it to him he asked rightly and god gave him a lot more than he asked for he gave him the money he gave him you know what what he asked for the wisdom the knowledge then when you go to first kings chapter three verse one it says now solomon uh, made a treaty with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and married Pharaoh's daughter. Then he brought her to the city of David until he'd finished building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall all around Jerusalem. Now why why do I bring that up? He asked for wisdom and he got it. He knew the laws of the Lord. He He knew what God had said, what to do and stuff. So the issue is, that when he married Pharaoh's daughter, he married somebody that worshipped pagan gods. And they were not allowed to do that. They were not allowed to marry somebody that worshipped pagan gods. Because if they did, God said, they'll bring their pagan gods to you. And you'll end up worshipping. You know, And that's why when God says, don't be unequally yoked, he's not talking about race. He's talking about, do they love God or don't they? Don't marry an unbeliever. That's what God was saying. Don't marry an unbeliever. Because when you get unequally yoked, then you open the door for trouble. And uh, most of the time, that unbeliever will pull you down instead of you pulling them up. So he, he had to make her her own house. Just because King David's house was too holy. So he couldn't bring her home with him where he lived. He had to build her his own house. And this is where he starts to get off track. You know, I, I just, I remember this one guy coming here one time. And God delivered me from smoking in an instant. So I, I said to him, I said, I said, I have an anointing on me today to deliver you from smoking. And he said, no, it's okay, don't do it. I said, said, what? He goes, don't do it. I said, why? Well, I I, got to have just this one thing. And I'm like, really? I said, but the Lord wants to to deliver you, man. He wants to to help you today. No, 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 I'm good. I said, okay, but he he held on to that. It's just like Solomon started getting off track. This young man got off track and, Pretty soon he went all the way back out into the world from where he'd been delivered from. He was homeless when I met him, and he ended up homeless again. Because, you know, when we don't surrender to God's way, it's just, it's not a good way. So in in 1 Kings chapter 3, the story, you know, there's a story about these two harlots. And they they each have a baby. And so in the middle of the night, one of the, the ladies smothered her baby to death on accident you know she rolled over on that's why don't sleep with your babies (laughs) smothered that baby the baby died so she woke up found her baby dead and she went and switched babies with the other lady took her live baby and put her dead baby could you imagine lucia oh my gosh put that dead baby in there and took that live baby and and then when they woke up in the morning the, the the lady woke up and she's like oh my baby's dead and she's like Wait a minute! This ain't my baby. And she looked at the other lady's baby that was alive, and she's like, "That's my baby." And she's like, "No, it's my baby." And so they were fighting over whose baby was alive and whose was dead, and, and they went before King Solomon, and they tell they tell him the story, and you know, and King Solomon says, "Okay, bring me a sword." So he he takes a sword, and he says, "Okay, I'm gonna cut the baby in half and give." Each mom, a baby, a half a baby. And the one mom whose baby had really died said, okay, that sounds fair. And the other lady said, give her the baby. Just let him live, give her the baby. And Solomon said, I realize that you're the real mom. The baby's yours. Because the one who cared more about the baby is the one who was the true mom. See, in Solomon's wisdom at that point, it just spread throughout the land because it's like, oh my gosh, this guy is so wise. Look at what he did. Look at how he, he did that. He solved that problem. You know, by, by doing that, he revealed who the real parent was. It's just amazing, that, that wisdom. And in, in verse 28, it says, First Kings 3, 28, it says, all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had rendered. Listen, and they feared the king. For they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. It's powerful. Such wisdom is incredible. Godly wisdom is what we want. Amen. Godly wisdom is what we want. And The thing about it is, has to be coupled with understanding. Wisdom has to be coupled with understanding. Now, remember, we we have both in us, amen, to develop, to develop and to grow. But if you don't develop your understanding of what God is saying to you, it doesn't matter how wise you are. You know, our goal, amen, our goal is heaven. Our goal is one day that trumpet's gonna sound, we're gonna go up, or he's just gonna come and, you know, we're gonna go meet him. You know, our goal is heaven and to take as many people with us as possible, amen. But if we fail, To act on the wisdom that God gives us, we're setting ourselves up. See, God gives you wisdom for the understanding to come. So that we flee from evil. So that we're doing things God's way. So you look at Solomon's life. I mean, the, the people feared him because he had such wisdom. It was like, oh my gosh, we know that that is godly wisdom. And then in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1. It says, but King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. Verse 2, it says, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. He loved the foreign women. Verse 3, he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not loyal to the Lord, as was the heart of his father David. For Solomon went after the ash, asterisk, the goddess of the Sidonians. And after this and after that, Solomon did evil, verse 6, in the sight of the Lord. Did not fully follow the Lord. Solomon built, verse 7, built a high place. You know, I mean, he just went on and on and on. In verse 8, he says, he did likewise for all his foreign wives and burned incense and sacrifice to their gods. And then verse 9. So the Lord became angry with Solomon. Because his heart had turned from the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. The wisest man in the Bible lacked understanding which is fleeing from evil. Commentary that I read is by a guy named Gil. It says, to depart from evil is understanding. This is the fruit and effect of the fear of the Lord, through which men have a hatred of sin. Delano always asked me, she always asked she said, what makes you think you'll never go out on me? I said, I love you, honey. I don't want any. And she said, no, you got to hate, hate sin. You got to hate that adultery thing. You got to hate it with all your heart. I'm like, okay, you're in agreement with Gil here. Because he says, hate it. You have to have a hatred of sin and an aversion to it. And are careful not to commit it. Through it, they depart from evil. And abstain from the abstain from the appearance of evil. And it puts them... Us upon a regard to God and his commandments and to do all, to all that is good and which is an evidence and proof of good understanding. Good understanding. So when you have good understanding, you're fleeing from evil. When you have good understanding, you're taking the word of God and you're applying it to your life. When you have good understanding, the wisdom that God imparts to you, you walk in. You don't disobey. You don't walk in disobedience, you walk in obedience to you. Proverbs 8, chap- Proverbs 8, verse 13, it says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance in the evil way. And the preserved perverse mouth I hate. Perverse mouth I hate. Pride and arrogance in the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. That's what he's calling us to. To hate evil. I said it last week, I think. Hate the evil, but not the people. Bless you. We gotta love people into the kingdom of God, amen? Hate the evil. You know, my brother-in-law, A day I was sharing about his mom, man, it was just really difficult because he was being so belligerent to me. But I didn't give up. And my sister told me, she says, you know, I think Richie knew he was going to die. That's why he was saying that prayer, making that commitment. And because of what he did, they all did it yesterday. Now we just got to fear God. Psalms 111 verse 10 says the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. You're not in this alone. You're not in this to try and make this happen. This is given to you by the Holy Spirit being in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. And it's just learning to interact with the Spirit of God in you to grow us into the place that God would have us to be. How many of you want wisdom and understanding? I know not want to. Why don't we ask for it today? Let's ask in faith, not doubt. You know, I know that some of you are in positions right now of things that you, you need the wisdom of the Lord in these situations. You need to hear from heaven on what to do right now. And, and that God wants you, as he speaks to you and release it, <laughs> it may be difficult. But when you have the understanding and you flee from it, it'll be amazing what happens in your life. It'll be amazing, because God is amazing. And I know that God has a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope, Jeremiah 29, 11. He's not looking to destroy your life. He's looking to build your life for the kingdom of heaven. He's looking to build you up so that when the time comes, man, you, you're going to go. You're going to go to heaven, whether you, you, your body passes away on this earth or Jesus comes back for the church, for the rapture of the church, you're going to go. We've got to just let go of everything that gets in the way. Amen? Why don't we stand today? Just lift your hands. today God as lord as we hear from heaven I pray that Lord that you give every person an open ear to hear from the spirit of God and Lord they'd have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying father that they take in what you're declaring or they take in your word father God that it would just resonate in our hearts and our minds God and Lord and while we're hearing father God that we'd have the understanding to step out in it God. When you tell us things, that, Lord, we'd be obedient to you. That, Lord, when your word comes alive to us, that we'd be obedient to your word, God. That, Lord, we'd flee from evil like never before. Father God, we'd not participate in it, God. We would hate the evil, God. Lord, I pray you put it in our heart today, God, to hate evil, God. That, Lord, that it just makes us sick. And, Lord, we have to look away. We have, Lord, we have no desire for it at all. That Lord, that as you growing in us, the Spirit of God rising up in us, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you rise up inside of each person today. Just ask him right now. Holy Spirit, rise up inside of me. Just ask him, Holy Spirit. Understanding. give me the strength to flee from evil give me the strength to flee from evil Holy Spirit, give me that strength help me to understand the direction you have me to go help me to know today that it's for my benefit it's for my benefit Father God, we've lifted up our hands. We've prayed. We've worshipped you. We've sang songs to glorify you, God. We've brought our tithes and offerings to you, Father. Lord, we've, we've gone through your word today. Lord, and I pray that, Lord, as we leave, we be transformed, Father God, from being in your presence, from being here together, Father God. As we know we're two or more gathered together, there you are. Lord, I pray a covering over every person today as they go. I pray that you cover them with your strength, God. I pray, Lord, that you're healing. Just be, be who they are today. Healed, healed, healed in Jesus' name. Lord, we reject, we reject, Father God, symptoms of old age today in the name of Jesus. We reject them today. We cast them down. Because our Redeemer lives. And I pray, Lord, again, that you redeem the years of people today. That, Lord, the wear and tear that's been on their bodies. Lord, that you'd redeem that today in the name of Jesus. And restore, God, restore. Restore joy, God. The joy of our salvation. The joy in you. So, Father, I praise you and I thank you for today covering over each one of us as we go in Jesus name and everybody said amen amen let's give the Lord a big